Welcome, 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 welcome to the doubled up, 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 the doubled up podcast. Welcome to the doubled up podcast. Let's go. Welcome to the Doubled Up Podcast, the weekly podcast talking all things trainers, sneakers, kicks, creps, whatever you call them, wherever you are in the world. I'm Matt and with me as he is every single week is Scott. Scott, how you doing, mate? Yeah, not bad. Not too bad. It's just a week. It's been a week. It's, it's another it's, it's week been a in week. the books. Seven, seven days have passed since we last did this. They yeah, have. you're right. They have. That's at the end. It's not much else, really. It's... Not often that nothing really happens, but yeah, nothing's really happened. Normally, you've got some little like anecdote or something like that at the beginning of this, something that's happening in your life. But no, it's it's just been seven days, has it? Yeah, I mean, I've I've ventured through threads, as that's the thing that's appeared. Oh yeah, which... threads is a new thing which we are on. So anyone listening to this, if you are also on threads, please make sure you go and give us a follow. Um, so yeah. I... I can't. We were having a little chat before we hit records. I can't work out whether I want to fully commit to Threads or not. I know you have committed to it personally, and you are uh, enjoying the wonderful and weird world that Threads has already become. Uh, I only kind of look on it from the podcast account, uh, but I am very much debating whether or not to join it myself. I'm just a little bit worried that it's going to turn into a rebranded Twitter, and based on my uh, kind of... <laughs> experience small experience of twitter i don't want any part of that no i mean yeah in terms of social media accounts it's like i've facebook it just doesn't get used unless it's like for just keeping in touch with relatives and birthdays and events that's all it is facebook is to work out when your friend's birthdays are and to be invited to big events yeah if you if you don't have um facebook um i will not know your birthday simple as that i genuinely will have no i mean to be fair even if you've got facebook half the time i've don't even look at it and forget no, so no, no, there no, we go no. um but yeah no facebook is there and it's just full of people moaning and it's a very strange place like random videos appear and i'm like i don't know i've got no clue what this is there for it's dead instagram yes fine you know we use instagram a lot that is our main platform and i i enjoy instagram i like pretty pictures it's fine um but dog videos to, exactly i in fact like i don't do tiktok but weirdly if i get into instagram reels and end up swiping i do get i've come to the conclusion it must be that because i don't use tiktok it doesn't know what i want and what i like because obviously it feeds right, into okay. this algorithm whereas instagram i've been on it for so many years that it kind it of knows. knows the shit that i i would probably find amusing and probably more amusing than i should but yeah don't do tiktok but twitter twitter was like sports Bit of news, politics, not of politics, but it, it, it's quite an aggressive place. Um, I mean, maybe oh, it's yeah. because maybe it's because of the things that I'm like. Sport is very tribal, very aggressive. Politics is very tribal, very aggressive, and just yeah, in general, people just moaning and shitting on each other left, right, and centre. So it's quite nice that Threads has appeared and is looking. It's trying to work Quite out its nice. own identity, isn't it? It's trying to work out what it actually is in the uh, social media oh, it, platform. It's come, it came too early. Like it basically has nothing to it other than like the very basic. Like here's the front screen. There's no DMs. There's no like anything to it. It's literally here is your screen, 
and you type things here and you might put a picture in and then it goes up. That's it. There's no frills to it. But this is definitely from the whole Mark Zuckerberg kind of Elon Musk, we're going to get to have a cage fight type thing. And it's basically yeah, yeah, yeah. just, you know what? It's a pissing it's contest. not ready, but fuck it. Put it out anyway just to piss him off. And then, I mean, I don't know if you talking of twitter i don't even know if you saw the tweet i i want an actual dick measuring contest someone gets the ruler and you're there like what what's wrong with i mean we know he's a bit mad anyway the world is a weird place he's literally that that's where it's got to but then there are pictures of mark um, zuckerberg in the gym with kind of actual like legitimate ufc fighters israel adesanya who is champion and Volkanovski who is pound for pound the greatest UFC fighter currently going and Mark Zuckerberg looks ripped as fuck like man's putting in the time yeah. I'll give him that <laughs> yeah well to, to, to move away ever so slightly from uh, social media and threads and loosely uh, bring this back to the wonderful world of sneakers that we are operating in Scotty boy I know you said you haven't had much this week but uh, or much going on this week I feel like I've had a very nice week. Uh, just before we hit record, I was just saying to you that I got caught in the rain, movie-style rain, and I saw a rainbow. I haven't seen a rainbow in ages, so that's kind of cool. And uh, also, I've actually worn trainers this week. Well, Me working from home. I, I, know, I know that might not seem like a big deal to some people. Like For you, Scott, you obviously go to work regularly and you wear your shoes to work. For me, working from home, there's not always a situation where I'm deliberately putting on nice shoes to wear places like I have a couple of pairs that kind of sit by the door I slip them on I go to the shops at lunch to get my lunch I come back in the evening I might be podcasting or I might go to the gym in which in which I'm wearing gym attire I'm not one of these people that's going to wear high heat shoes to the gym like I have no idea how people do this respect to you guys but I have no idea how people go to the gym in Jordans and things like this like <laughs> I'm not squatting in Jordans I'm squatting in safe squat shoes do you know what I mean like I'm, I'm wearing proper yeah. attire to the gym but anyways uh this week I actually decided you know what I'm gonna dust off some of these uh some of these shoes that I haven't worn in a little while I sent you a picture of the fact that I was wearing my AJ KOs for the second time. I've been wearing my Stranger Things blazers. I wore my New Balance 580s for the first time. Uh, me and Hannah went on a little date night last night and I wore the ALD 1300s. Um, I also chucked on the Bacons. Again, some of these are like I'll go out in the morning and I'll wear a pair and in the afternoon I'll be like, hmm, maybe I'll put another pair on. Uh, I also put on the Anatomy of Air 95s. I've worn like 10 pairs of shoes in the space of like four days and and uh, it's been nice to dust off some of these boxes and actually wear some shoes that aren't just my Pata Reebok Club C's that are absolutely <laughs> beyond cooked right now. Like if anyone actually saw me in public wearing the Club C's, they would have to retire me as a sneaker podcaster because they're embarrassingly bad right now. It's quite funny because I know we've said this before, but like in terms of we have so many shoes, but we spend most of our time in work. And, you know, for a lot of workplaces, you wear dress shoes and therefore you don't get to wear your train as much, Um, which obviously, from my point of view, is like different now. And I'm quite like, oh, I get to wear my trainers out and it's great. But I mean, also kind of looking at the weather, I know you've said a lot of shoes there. Very, very nice shoes as well, but all very, very nice suede shoes. And as you said, at this moment in time, there is a risk like a serious risk of like torrential downpours at any yeah, yeah, given yeah. second. I mean, yeah. 
work today. I'm there leaving the house. It's beautiful and sunny. I've got on the Bad Bunny Response CL, the cream pair. I've got on a white t-shirt. It's looking great. Get out my car. Absolute torrential out of nowhere. And there I am, wet t-shirt contest with just me as the participant. And I'm there like, great. <laughs> Did you win though? <laughs> no, I lost. <laughs> but <it's, laughs> all the, my colleagues looking out the windows, judging me as I was kind of like doing the whole Hold, holding up plaques with yeah. uh, numbers on them, all of yeah. them zeros. Kind of yeah, that's a shame. Head and shoulders advert, kind of water running through my hair. Yeah, no, no that's, but not, it, that's it, not that's not doing good for our uh, double up podcast <laughs> calendar that we were talking about the other day. Now we're both in the gym all the time. <laughs> you can't even win a, con- a t-shirt contest, mate. We're fucked if we're going to sell calendars. <laughs> It's just me laying on a bale of hay with a pair of bad bunnies covering <laughs> part. <laughs> oh, I feel dear. like this that could venture down into many uh, dangerous, dangerous territory. But yes, yeah. it is. But the problem is, like, I, most places I don't really mind. But weirdly, you walk across, like, a car park and it's just shit oh. gets on your shoes. And I don't understand how. So, yeah, at the moment, it's um, I have lights yeah. wearing kind of the nicer lighter coloured suede shoes but also there is this bit of me that's like I'm stepping out of this house at the moment I don't know what I'm getting myself into um, yeah. yes the, the, the climate climate change is I would say isn't visible but this weather I think, I think it probably is but it's nice that you've managed to wear so many shoes and London in yeah. particular is dirt central so like you are if you yeah if it rains <laughs> it's going to be messy but yeah, shoes, but I've managed to get away with it. As I said, me being caught in basically notebook style rain a second ago. <laughs> uh, luckily, I'd literally just come out of the gym and I was wearing gym shoes. So it really didn't matter how wet uh, I got. And uh, I wasn't wearing a white T-shirt, Scott. I was wearing a baby blue T-shirt. So there was no wet T-shirt what contest. It just wet- you're sat here wearing a lime green slash yellow, whatever it is. The camera doesn't hit it. But you're normally black, white, grey, maybe navy, which has come into your wardrobe in the last like six months. Mate, when I'm at the gym, I've got all sorts of colours. I've got bright volt oranges. I've got bright greens. I've got bright blues. I've got some camos in there. Honestly, mate, me at the gym, I'm a different person. I'm a flamboyant, uh, outgoing, um, colourful man. And uh, I finished doing my bicep curls. I put the dumbbells down. I go home and I dress black head to toe. So, yeah, uh, yeah. it's like two two different people. you You just dying for the attention when you're in the gym with that's, those that's all it is that's all but it when is. you do when you kind of do your curls you're there like Aah! like just screaming trying to get everyone to be like what's happening over there i imagine that's didn't realize i didn't realize you joined my gym but thanks for exposing <laughs> me to the world uh anyways right move now we've, we've we've this is going all over the place scott i tried to bring it back to shoes and we've somehow got into me shouting at the gym and wearing vibrant colors uh we do uh not have any latest pickups so i was gonna go straight into our question of the week this week but we don't have any latest pickups this week so we will go straight into our question of the week we actually have one this week after last week doing our mid uh year review which i thoroughly enjoyed and uh i hope everyone well by the time this podcast has come out i hope everyone enjoyed seeing the picks that we have made because i feel like outside of our double up uh, the double down and the sleepers for both of us 
uh, might not necessarily be what everyone thought. So um, no, I hope everyone kind of enjoyed seeing those picks. And I'd be really interested to hear what other people, what their double up, double down and sleeper is for the year. Maybe if you're listening to this and you are bored enough, drop us a DM and let me know what you guys are uh, picking for if you were on the podcast choosing. But anyways, as I said, we are now back to regular programming and therefore we have a question. Um, just before I actually read out the question, first of all, I would like to say thank you to everyone that submitted a question this week as usual remember if you want to submit a question uh, look out for our instagram post where you can comment drop us a dm or reply to our story and as we said we are now on threads so we will be put, uh, posting our question of the week over there uh, reply um, to the threads or like i said there's no dms over there but just reply to us any way that you can get in contact with us let us know uh, and if we don't answer your question as always we'll put it in the bank for another week uh, we couldn't ignore this question this week scott because it is one hell of a question from very good friend of the podcast calf uh, so at calf underscore official underscore insta if you are not following and if you are not following him you are a stupid person um anyways before i insult too many people uh calf has said following on from my poll this week the majority 80 percent of my followers said you cannot say a food or dish is trash without trying it However, 90% said a shoe can be trash without trying them on or seeing them in hand or in person. With that said, if comfort, utility and functionality are criteria for sneaker of the year or good shoes in general, is it fair some of the most uncomfortable shoes uh, in existence are on sneaker of the year lists whilst aesthetically challenged are written off completely despite being better than their Jason Momoa counterparts. Long story <laughs> short, are good looking shoes getting a free pass even if they are unwearable? Um, Kaf, I had to read the whole thing out because it was absolutely fantastic storytelling and I like the fact that you went straight to Jason Momoa for a good looking counterpart because <laughs> Jason Momoa is an absolute god chiseled from granite. Uh, but anyways, lots to unpack here, Scott, and I can't actually work out <laughs> what to reply to, Calf, because I do think it's a very, very fair point. We're saying that one shoe is clearly better than the other, where it might be super, super narrow, might not fit very well. You might have to size up or size down or anything like that. You might not be able to wear it because it's got super, super tough leather and things like this. But then maybe, I don't know, if we're going by comfort, why isn't the Skechers a shoe as the year, right? It's a very, very fine line, isn't it? And I think um, realistically, there are... Look shit though, aren't it? Exactly. Well, that's the point I'm making. Like There are just some shoes that... I think there's almost like pass cards either way. There are some shoes that are so hideous, it does not matter how comfy it is, like mm-hmm. the ISPA Mind Body Barely Vault that we yeah. spoke about last week Agreed. as our joint double down. A lot of people were sent that by Nike, and I saw the kind of promo Instagram like, oh, these are so comfy. No one opened that <laughs> box. No one opened that box and thought they liked that shoe. But, oh my God, it's so comfy. It fits like a glove. It's basically a slipper. It's not making sneaker of the year. It doesn't matter how comfy it is. It's ugly as anything. So there are there are shoes that just like bypass uh, uh, getting into this kind of sneaker of the year. But I do think there are some shoes 
that maybe get bumped up because of the comfort. I think maybe there's, I think 2002 R's are a prime example, right? Like obviously think back to something like the protection pack when it first dropped a really, really, really good shoe, but it went way higher in things like sneaker of the year list than anticipated because people were saying, and it's also really comfy. Does that make sense? I think there's yeah, an no, evil way. I think some shoes are so ugly they don't make it, regardless how comfy they are. Some shoes might not be as aesthetically pleasing, but if you know it's a comfortable silhouette, maybe for your personal experience, you're going to think a lot higher of it. Yeah, no, I agree. I mean, this thing, there are factors that come into this and with shoe of the year and etc. And it is interesting as to what people prioritise when picking their personal shoes of the year. But there are certainly some brands and you know we do this every week and we pick our favorite shoes and least favorite shoes and whatever there are certain shoes that we don't even have to send pictures through half the time if we just say martine rose if we just say it's a double they have a reputation at this point of just from our point of view and like say we are only kind of giving our opinions but i think we probably speak for kind of a bit of a broader sense with some of these that they just their design language is not for us then it is a high fashion you know kind of beyond my realms as a mere mortal thinking of what fashion and shoes should be like and that is something and there are some that you just look at and you go nah the martin rose i mean the the shocks that are coming out again where it's like a dress shoe with a shade it just i don't care how comfy it is i don't care if it's got little massage people in my in the, the shoe that yeah, kind yeah, of yeah. give me a lovely kind of foot massage and kind of do all this i don't care it looks appalling and this is kind of like i said the sketches point i guess that you made like they're not the best looking shoes but they are comfortable there is a kind of point and i understand like with food i think food's a difficult one because like when calf said you know you've got to try it in order to kind of understand because there are some combinations of food that you would go, nah, that that's awful. And then you try it and you go, mm, okay. I mean, I've introduced people to the cheeseburger pizza, Domino's cheeseburger pizza. That is something that on paper should be awful. However, it is awful. Everyone tried it and they were like, oh, this, this works. This is good. And it is that kind of like, you've got to try it to understand if you like it or not. But I think with shoes, you know, a big part of it is aesthetics. It does it look good, and if it doesn't, people will write it off. I think there are shoes that have had passes on this for a long time. The Jordan Four, oh, it looks good, yes, but nearly everybody says it's unwearable for a long period of time, and it's got a pass because it, it looks good. And I just, I, there are somewhere I think you've got to have a balance of things, and to me, it is. I do think that you there are some that you can judge and go, nah, it's shit. Because if it is appalling, it's appalling. But there are some where actually you're like, that's not a, a terrible looking shoe. You've just trashed it for whatever personal reasons it might be. You might not like the brand or something like that. But until you put them on your feet, you know, it's, it's a difficult one because half the purpose of a shoe is for comfort, is for functionality. Yeah. And I think it is difficult to kind of make a, a snap judgment. A, a, an example from us that we've said before is the Cortez 95. Now, for me, I look at that shoe from the outside, and yes, it's a good shoe, but I don't get the hype 
that people have put on it. Same with the SB Jordan 4. I don't still quite get the hype behind it. But I haven't seen or put that shoe on my foot. I can't say if it's a comfy shoe, if it's better than another pair. I can't make that judgment because of that. But I think there is a line. And some brands do cross the line where you're like, nah, like I say, ISPA. It, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what that shoe does. Yeah. I, I, also, I can make that judgment that it's bad. <laughs> yeah. I also think that when we are actually coming up with sneaker of the year and things like this, I kind of almost like compare it to making your my player on NBA 2K. And I don't know about FIFA. So anyone that like plays FIFA, if there's an equivalent, you, you, you might be able to relate if you're creating your own player, right? But there are certain things, like certain stats when you're creating your my player on NBA 2K that are absolutely 100% important as to whether or not you succeed in that game. You need to be able to have decent shooting stats to be able to shoot a basket, right? If you're making a player that is seven foot tall, you do not need to make their standing dunk stats any better than what they are because they're seven foot tall. They're going to fucking dunk the ball anyways. Do you know what I mean? Like, so, and, I, and I am kind of getting to a point with this because I think with sneaker of the year, there are certain attributes that we have a greater importance on than others. Aesthetic definitely is a stat that you want all the way up. You want a good looking shoe for sneaker of the year. You want something that's a little bit unattainable. Unfortunately, as much as I personally agree that is incorrect, you want something that is a little bit unattainable and has a little bit of hype around it. You want something that has premium materials. You want something that has storytelling. But I honestly think that that comfort, although I think that it's wrong and for a personal favourite shoe, I would say comfort plays a massive, massive uh, part in it. I do think that maybe comfort is the equivalent of having a seven foot tall my player and not increasing its standing dunking stats. Like mm. if you have it, great. But at the same time, if you have everything else, you're still going to make a fantastic shoe. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, it does. It does make sense. And I think, like I say, from Calf's question and kind of him saying, is it fair that some of the most uncomfortable shoes in existence are on shoe of the year list? That I don't think it's fair, it, but I think well, it makes sense. The thing is, from my point of view, it, it is one of those where everybody puts higher value on different things. And I guess if we're going back to the kind of the my player, if you are, say, a defender, you want to put more, you've got more of a focus on tackle. You spend your striker, points on that, yeah. Yeah. And this is the thing with it, like, for me, just because a shoe is nigh impossible to get... Doesn't make it sneaker of the year. Doesn't make it sneaker of the year. And this no, has happened right. for Travis releases for a long fucking time where they're really limited, therefore they get up on the list. I don't think that's the case. How a Travis Scott releases on a shoe of the year list year after year after year after year, it's pointless at this point. Like, And they said it on the Complex, um, their kind of review of the year so far. Basically, if it's a Nike, if it's a Jordan and it's a Travis, it's going to get on a list because that's just the, that's the formula. They don't, it, they, it works and it happens. But there are some that definitely do get a pass, um, like I say, for comfort and things. But this is where people put value on different aspects of things. Yes, I would like a shoe that is kind of looks good. Yes, I would want some comfort. You know, if, if there's a shoe, best looking shoe, but it's like walking on broken glass, 
it can't for me like it can't be up there but then for some people they'll go no 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 I'll I'll fight through the pain for this shoe and then again it's like we're taking price into account we don't put shoes that are above a certain price into our shoe of the year kind of categories for either of us because if they're unattainable from a price point of view how can you put that as a shoe of the year when it's not accessible to everybody so there are it's difficult because for each person they would have a very very different answer to this question but i do think there needs to be for me personally if there is a shoe of the year it needs to have a solid balance all around it needs to be yes it might be spectacular in certain areas but it can't be terrible in an area like you can't have 199 kind of shots but then have zero tackling you need to at least have a decent level to that like you can't have a player that's absolutely amazing at say dunking but then has the stamina of a fucking goldfish and just kind of peels over everything like you can't have that it needs to be solid in all areas and extra good in others but there are some shoes that yeah i do think yeah how they've got into shoe of the year lists is because it's a fad it's this i mean the 2002r that you said that shoe oh it's comfortable yeah it is comfortable but put on a 990 v3 it's more comfortable in my opinion like no it's but there's a different price attached to it it's more expensive but then, and this is the thing, it was a shoe of the moment. And I think a lot of these lists are moment things. And I think we kind of get a bit sucked into it sometimes. And there are some, like I said, Travis, at this point, just get them off the list. I'm bored of them. They don't deserve to be up there in any regard because they are just the same thing over and over again. It's nothing special. Oh, it's a good release. Yeah, it's a good release, but there has been better. There has been more innovative releases. But, you know, for some people, if... if it has to have a swoosh on it to get up in those lists. Yeah. And that's what that being some said, people value. It's it's very difficult. It, there's no cut or dry to this, really, because everyone has different values when they buy products. Yeah. That being said, there isn't necessarily one shoe. I might just be like blanking here totally. But I think there are when I think about it, more comfy, ugly shoes that make it on some of these like say complex lists. Then there are really, really uncomfy, really good-looking shoes. Like, if you think about it, some of the really, quote-unquote, good-looking hype shoes that probably shouldn't be on a sneaker of the year list but get on there because of other things. Things like the Dior, uh, Dior um, Air Jordan 1, right? Like, that was an average-looking shoe that had a huge price point, was very unattainable, but because it was Dior and it was Jordan, it made it on a sneaker of the year list. Now, by all means... A Jordan 1 isn't getting 10 out of 10 on the comfort scale. But at the same time, it's still a shoe that you can probably get 15,000 steps in and actually feel all right. If I think about something like the... um, uh, If I think about something like, I don't know, the Foam Runner. The first year the Foam Runner came out, that made the complex list. For a lot of people, ugly as hell. But trust me, it's one of the comfiest shoes that you're ever going to find to put on your feet. Um, I, I do think there are a lot of ugly shoes that get the comfort pass, maybe, compared to really, really, really good-looking shoes that just absolutely kill your feet. But again, I might just be thinking about the last couple of years. You're right with the Jordan 4, but it's not so painful that you can't walk to the shops and back with it. No, that's the thing. You can, and I think there are some that do kind of get passes, maybe for the comfort. I mean, the Yeezy 450 gyoza 
Yeah, but like, again, I think a lot of people that that was included because Complex like to whatever the new Yeezy is that year, they chuck it in there. But at the same yeah, time, a lot true. of people said that's comfy. It's ugly, but it's comfy. So that's what I mean. Actually, are, the, are the, that's what I'm saying. Op- yeah, that's what I'm saying. The like opposite that, pass. But Cash's question is saying, are good shoes getting free passes even if they're unwearable? I can't really think off the top of my head right now without actually putting too much research into it. I can't think of any shoes that are absolutely, I can't wear it five minutes to the shop, but is a top 10 shoe of the year. No, and I, I think the thing but, is, with but the premise of, of the, shoes, the premise of Calf's question, I think is absolutely solid. I think people yeah, don't, yeah. That the premise, the actual final question of are good looking shoes getting a free pass, even if they're unwearable. I think the unwearable part needs to be changed to not as comfy as the alternative. Because I do think that people are choosing, oh, yeah, I want to wear a Jordan 1 all day. Why are you wearing a Jordan 1 all day when they're £170 and you can buy a New Balance 1500 for the same price and it will be seven times as comfy? I think that's where people aren't aren't prioritising comfort. With Complex and like if we look at kind of their show of the year list and if we kind of go off that as a rough because that's what a lot of people look towards at the end of the year. Yeah. If we're looking at kind of what they are putting up there. There are, I mean, you know, there are shoes on there that are like alpha flies and stuff like that, that, you know, should they really be on there? Who knows? But I think if you look at a lot of the releases that do end up making the list, it's Jordan 1s, Jordan 3s, Jordan 2s, Jordan 4s, and then Dunks. That That is the majority of the list because this is just a different yeah, collaboration. Right. None of those are terribly uncomfortable but they're not particularly comfortable either. I think obviously New Balance is different because the collaborations they do are generally on their they're more premium and therefore more comfortable models. But I think because of that, they are they're not terribly uncomfortable. But this is the thing, those those models are the ones that always make the lists. So it's hard to kind of say, are they getting a pass because they're uncomfortable? Because I don't think they are terribly uncomfortable. They're just like say they're not as comfortable as the alternative, which is exactly yeah. what you said. Like, it, I mean, I would say, I think if they made a kind of, I don't know, a uni in Jordan 1 that had a bear trap inside it, people would still put it different. on their shoe of the year list. I, don't I guarantee that. would still make it on. Honestly, uh, there are some people that will just, if it is hyped and it is talked about, that will be, because there is this thing where some people do just make their shoe of the year list as in what's most hyped that year. They don't look at anything else, which is fine. If that's what you want, that's what you want. But these lists are very much, there is a lot of hype and they do take into account kind of media presence and activations and stuff like this. And I think sometimes it does mask the the downsides of the shoe and doesn't get spoken about as much um but yeah as a whole i think you are correct i think the, the it's it's depending what you are ranking them against because like i say there are going to be shoes that are way more comfortable like I say new balance yeah. there are adidas etc but it is one of those where unfortunately there there is more to a shoe of the year release than just sheer really yeah. really comfortable i but think you, i think this question needs point. to be applied i think this question needs to be more applied to just general like general um perspective of shoes 
Like, and it, this is where I think the argument relates more to food, right? Like, I might assume that I don't like broccoli. So, therefore, anything with broccoli in it, I'm going to go, oh, no, I don't like it, despite the fact that I might not have tried it, right? Um, and with shoes, again, I might be a Nike guy. So, look at what you spoke about last week with your sleeper, the um, the, the, the Rugi Puma. A lot of people are going to look at that and go, oh, a Puma, no, I don't like it. You haven't tried it. Like, the, the quality of that shoe might be amazing, and actually, it might be quite comfortable. Now, I don't think that necessarily translates to sneaker of the year, but I think if I was to ask someone, what are your five favorite shoes personally? I think it's at that point where comfort isn't championed as much because normally if I'm asking someone, name me your five favorite individual, like personal shoes, if they're describing why they like a shoe, they'll say that I like the colors, I like the material, I like the story and it's Mm. comfy. Like you always recognize that and it's comfy is always tagged on at the end. But I don't think that necessarily goes all the way up the ladder to sneaker of the year because I think realistically you're right. Just by default, a lot of the shoes that are sneaker of the year, Air Max, Jordans, Dunks, whether that's SB, Standard, whatever. And they're really not the most uncomfortable. But as we said, get a pair of Skechers, they're going to be comfier. Get a pair of New Balance, they're going to be comfier. Get a pair of whatever, they're going to be comfier. But I think people, when they're disregarding whether they want to buy a shoe or not, they don't think enough about comfort. Yeah, definitely. Um, I think, like I say, if you you are generally into Nike products, I'm going to say this kind of maybe a bit of too much of a sweeping statement but i don't think you truly know what comfort is if you only wear nike products unless you wear Air max you... 180s 180s but again like I'd, I'd i'd rival the comfort with like a, a high-end new balance i mean you can talk about that more than that but like even the air max one you know the big bubble is considerably more comfortable than a normal air max one and it, it you know this is the thing now people are going oh jordan jordan 4 sb oh this is what a jordan 4 should feel like like it it's very much and it, this is the thing depending on what brand you like as well will also depend on what your levels of kind of comfort quality etc yeah well but, we'll take take calf for example um i remember seeing on calf's instagram and having conversations with calf a little while ago where he was always saying he very much thought of jordan and nike and that was kind of about it other than the odd kind of um release here or there because the second he widened those blinkers financially that's a problem and i remember when he got his oh, first yes. pair of 992s in the sale and straight away he was like <laughs> this is going to be a problem, isn't it? And yeah. again, straight away, you, you are absolutely right. If you're very brand loyal, you don't necessarily think about what everything, uh, what's happening outside of that world. And that's not a bad thing at all, right? Like we're not saying that you have to, no. you have to be a multi-brand person to truly judge what a good shoe is. But at the same time, yeah, you're right. I think maybe I think- uh, just, just being conscious of the fact that there could be something out there better is very, very important. And that's true it, with food and I music think- and anything in the world, right? Yeah. Certainly, I think if you are somebody that takes in all brands or at least has an appreciation or willingness to understand other brands, in my opinion, you have a greater concept of what a shoe of the year might be as opposed to if you are kind of a brand focus and you are kind of weighing into shoe of the year debates, it's very much you can only look at it from that brand's point of view. You can't take into account. You can say that shoe's comfy, but I can tell you that that shoe is considerably more comfier because I own 
across yeah it's brands. like um it's like asking somewhere where asking someone where their favorite holiday destination is someone that is traveled around the world will probably be able to give you a more insightful idea as to where mm-hmm. the best place to go on holiday is versus someone that goes to the same holiday park in spain every single year do you know what i mean mm-hmm. like if you only have experience of one you can't necessarily say that something is or is not better and it no. works both and ways. You can't say that it, it is does. better and you can't say that it isn't better because you don't have that experience. Yeah. Um, it, you need it, to have a little bit of... under. Yeah, you need to have that experience. We, we're going all of a sudden... I think we're like, we've gone down 17 <laughs> different rabbit holes it, it, here. It, it, does, uh, it does make sense because this is what annoys me when people really shit on like if Adidas pairs get into shoe of the year. And I'm like, if you don't buy Adidas and you have never bought Adidas, you can't comment on whether that Adidas shoe deserves to be in that conversation because you don't know what it's like in terms of wearing it, in terms of comfort, etc. But... Yeah, and, and I think if we're going to relate it back to the food aspect of things, as Kaf kind of mentioned this, with food, yes, we want it to look good, but in general, it has to taste good, and you can't know if it tastes good until you eat it. And sometimes there are very weird combinations that do taste good, and that's fine. It might like it might look like shit. Peanut butter and sriracha. That's one that someone threw on me the other day. Apparently delicious. Looks awful. I, in my head, it can't taste good, but apparently um, it's more common than I thought. Um, there's always weird well, food combinations like that. I also, Tuna and banana, I think, was another one that someone's pounced on me. Again, weird, but... I think you need to change your group of friends awful. if they're just throwing and pouncing food on you this whole time, mate. I hope that you I hope <laughs> no, you tell that person to stop of... throwing peanut butter and sriracha on you, <laughs> especially wearing that white it's T-shirt that you've got from, on now. It's from different people, but it is literally like, yeah, weird... Odd combinations. It's like, it's like chili and chocolate. I mean, who thought that would have gone well together? Hey, that's a weird. You're, you're bringing us down a whole new uh, rabbit hole, mate, of, of weird food sorry. combinations. Um, cheese because... and jam. Still strange to me. Cheese and jam. Well, it's kind of like cheese and pickle, isn't it? I don't see how that's a, a, a weird one. Pickle Jam's... is not the same as jam. Basically, it's, it's basically. What, pi- what pickles are you eating? It's a savoury jam, isn't it? Basically, a pickle. If you get Branston pickle, it's basically. If you compare Branston pickle to strawberry jam with bits in it, it's basically a savoury jam, isn't it? <laughs> but it's Perry, basically take, a savoury. It's a savoury <laughs> jam. I'm, but, but, I don't really. Yes. Mm, yeah. Okay. While Scott is trying to process the fact that Branston Pickle is savoury jam, uh, I think that's probably a good opportunity for us to introduce you all to our first main segment of today, and that is Shoes Rounds. Every single week we spend a little bit of time looking back at some of the biggest news stories that have happened in the wonderful world of footwear and share our thoughts and opinions. This week it is Scotty Boy who is our lead anchor for Shoes Rounds. So without further ado, Scott, over to you for Shoes Rounds. to me indeed and news this week we're repping the UK because I think for once somebody is kind of doing the right thing and actually yeah representing this community that a lot of people speak of because Clint Ogbenna of uh, Cortez who run the world has put up a post saying fuck resellers fuck the bots and that is in relation to is Air Max 95, which he has said that all of the cancelled pairs from bots, from any any of the releases where Nike in particular, they're very meant to be very good with sneakers of kind of properly getting rid of and monitoring multiple transactions, bots, etc. All of the cancelled pairs, a, a thousand plus, 
will be sold this Saturday at his Run the World Sports Shop in London, which we don't know the location of. It will be released closer to the time. But he will be selling all of the 110s for 110 the Cortez Air Max 95s, you want them, we got them here at RTW Sports. Our current best sellers at £110, the Cortez Air Max 95s. Now, if you're from the gutter like myself, this crepe is an absolute essential. That's all three colourways. That's the kind of the military green, that's the black and pink, the black and blue. They are going to be released to the public, to the community in London. And yeah, at the moment, we don't have any information as to specific times or specific locations that will be released closer to the time now releases obviously saturday you will be listening to this on monday or beyond so this will have happened but i do think this is a really good way of releasing product again because there is always the question you're stopping the bots that's fine they're not buying the product but what happens with that product in clint's case He's giving it back to the people. He's giving it back to the people of his hometown. And this is something that Complex, kind of in their shoe of the year, seeing as we just discussed it, mentioned, is that there are certain shoes at the moment and certain brands that are like feel proper grassroots, relatable for the people actually getting involved with kind of releases, etc. And Cortez has certainly been one of them with their releases. The way that they've done it across not just the UK but globally um, really has been for the people. So I hope Clint is clearly doing his bit for his customers and for the people that have brought his brand to prominence. I just hope that now everybody kind of from the community does their bit, acts accordingly and yeah, kind of gives this man the attention and kind of makes it an event that will go down in this year as kind of one of the most memorable um, of the year yeah i think it's going to be really interesting because i think this um is is on paper absolutely incredible the more that uh, as a brand cortez does within the sneaker space i honestly think i'm growing more and more and more respect for this brand with every tiny 100%. little move when it comes to the crossbar challenge for the first green pair when it comes to uh, pop-ups in new york for the second pair like everything that we've seen about cortez and these 95s being released has been beyond perfect now of course there will be bots no matter how good your bot protection is on a pair of shoes or on a release there's always going to be some that slip through the net but the fact that they've been able to do this and have thought right how do we avoid bots we do this in person i think is absolutely perfect not only are they doing it in person they're also reselling these shoes for less than the retail price the retail price i want to say was maybe about 150 160 somewhere around that mark now we're doing 110s for 110s so not only do you get a second opportunity to get this shoe you also get a second opportunity to get this shoe at a discounted price which is absolutely nuts the only problem with that is exactly like you just said there at the end scott it's bots are harmless people rushing to try and get a bargain that's not harmless people's kind of priorities go out the window a little bit and don't get me wrong you might be listening to this on a monday and it might have been the best release ever it might have been an absolute movie as the kids are saying these days and this is going to go down have you not heard people say that something was a movie is is this what hannah's been saying to you i don't know i've heard a couple of people say it was a movie 
I don't know. I just assume this if is some, something if, that if something up from TikTok and it's no, kind of if, feeding you all the time. Now you're not. Now uh, you're not a teacher anymore. No. You clearly aren't down with the kids, mate. But if something's a I movie, thought, it means it that it's kind of magical and it's amazing and blah blah blah. Um, but anyways, it's a vibe. Sure, I fucking hate that word, but okay. but let's just say that. Um, anyways, right. Shut up and let me talk. Um, <laughs> Anyways, you've made me completely lose my trail of thought. I just hope this release goes very, very well. And I think overall, uh, Clint has been doing a fantastic job. So, yes, thumbs up from us, Cortez. Very, very well done. I completely agree. I think that this is, from a release point of view, yeah, everything so far has been absolutely spot on. And oh, this, sorry, hopefully... I completely forgot what I was going to say, and now I've remembered it. Sorry, I don't mean to interrupt you. One of the things that I wanted to say was, a few episodes ago, we were talking about uh, collaborators. We were talking about um, Clot leaving Nike, and I was saying that Nike really need to think about what the next up-and-coming collaborator is. And I realised after we released that episode, there were obviously collaborators that I'd completely forgot about. Cortez is one of them. That's what I wanted to say. Cortez, if they do it right, could be the next biggest collaborator for Nike. There we go. It came back into my mind. Sorry to interrupt you. I just knew I'd forget it and I wouldn't say it otherwise. Well done. I agree. Um, I, I, I completely agree. Like I say, I think this release, at point of listening, could have been great. It could have been seamless. It could have been amazing. I'm sure our guy Fabio will be there on the mic doing it. He has a good relationship. And we will probably get the inside scoop and see. I hope it will be go without a hitch because I think they've it's been brilliant and I don't want it ruined. And I know that the behaviour of people sometimes can get a bit much and can lead to things that it doesn't need to. So I hope that it, it has been savoury. Um, but certainly I do. I agree. I think if this goes off well, from my point of view, the the... The levels of this brand, I didn't care about. I didn't no. care about people walking Couldn't around with this Alcatraz logo on them, whatever. It, pointless. I thought, why? what is going on? You know, why have you got a prison on your crotch? Don't get it. But now, the more that I'm seeing from the brand, the more that I'm seeing, I'm there like, nah, I get it. I'm beginning to get it now. Like, this is... This is something for the people and, you know, the way he's doing it at the moment. And I think this is one of the reasons that it is pe- making people shoe of the year lists because it's there. People can relate to it. People can get involved with it. The crossbar challenge, it was everybody. Anybody that could get there was doing it and just kicking a ball and having fun. And yeah, it's great. It's really good. And I do hope at time of listening, we can reflect on this and go spot on. Let's do it again. Um, but on that, that's the news. So I'll pass over to Matt for our second segment, Double Up, Double Down, where we look at the upcoming releases for the next week. We pick a double up, something we like, a double down, something we dislike, and a sleeper pick, something that we think is going to get a little bit lost amongst the hype. And on that, I'll pass over to Matthew for Double Up, Double Down. Thank you, Scotty boy. Yes, yes, yes. It's a very interesting week this week because I feel like I've picked shoes that maybe are all, to a certain degree, kind of sleepers. Uh, But 
having a little dig around the internet as always what's going to happen is between now and the release of this episode uh, there's going to be some stupidly massive hyped shoe that is going to come out of the woodwork and we're going to sound like idiots saying there's not much coming out for me I think this week is a really 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 good week for releases but nothing that we would say is in the kind of upper echelon of hype just again same as it has been all year really top quality releases and with that in mind it makes sense why I'm picking this shoe as my double up for the week because the shoe I'm picking is the New Balance Made in UK 576 in the apricot with dusk and limeade colourway very funky it is a a mouthful yes Uh, if we look at the shoe it is a 576 that has a kind of hairy, rough, orange, apricot suede upper. Uh, if we look at the kind of mesh on the toe box and towards kind of the heel of the shoe and even on the New Balance logo, it has this beautiful kind of purple color, which I'm assuming they're referring to as the dusk. If we then look at the rest of the shoe, the heel of the shoe is in a bright yellow with blue branding. So bright yellow with blue New Balance written on the heel and the tongue being this kind of white with yellow new balance and a blue 576 branding on there hence the apricot with dusk and limeade you've got the orange you've got the purple and you've got the yellow this shoe is releasing on the 20th of july for 190 pounds quite a steep price but again it's made in uk so it's kind of what we expect from New Balance uh, nowadays and overall I think this shoe is absolutely lovely I love a 576 and these colours I love orange my mum's favourite colour is purple so I've always got to enjoy a little bit of purple on a shoe Uh, and I really like how the kind of hits of yellow and blue really kind of stand out on the heel it's not too much colour where it's taking away from the orange and the purple but it's enough to make this shoe kind of pop Uh, a little bit but yeah I really really like the look of this shoe nothing too too um stand out ish but just very classy anyone wants the style code because Scott you know I always like to give the style code for these shoes the New Balance website is saying it is OU576CPY we'll put it on our post for double up double down so you'll be able to see it there anyways but Scotty boy what do you think of this 576 Whenever you give the codes, it reminds me of like when you're leaving someone a voicemail. It's like my number is oh seven blah 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 blah. blah, blah. Yep, you're yeah. right. <laughs> and if you're like my granddad, or kind of where you repeat it again, you go just for clarification. It's uh, the 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 the. You got to repeat the number um, just in I, case someone doesn't hear it the first time. <laughs> you know what? I listen back to those voicemails and I miss it both times completely. <laughs> so yeah, <sighs> terrible. Um, I I like the colours on this and I like the materials on this. But I'm just not the biggest fan of the 576. Oh, is it because it's a more premium 574? Um, I don't like the shape of it. But it's a more premium 574? Yeah, it's the shape of it. It's not necessarily the materials and the premium nature of it. I just think that... And I'd said this before, even with the 574, until they did the Legacy model, the shape of the 574 was still bizarre. But again linking this back into what we said previously, because of the price point of a 574, you can kind of forgive the shape of it slightly. For this, if I'm paying 190, I want a shoe that is like a good, I want everything to be a really high level. And for me, it's just weird. I think it might be again that for me, I'm I'm a big foot. I got boat feet 
if if it does look a bit elongated, it does really stand out. Um, but to me, it's literally just that. It, it's just the shape of it. I think even at like a nine ninety V one, um, isn't it masks itself reasonably well. Um, but yeah, I, it's it's a nice shoe. I think the materials and the colours and everything are really they're eye catching. They're different. They're really nice. Um, for me, it's just the five seven six. Just isn't my model um i just i prefer others but if you are into 576 and i do like that this style seems to be quite prominent at the moment like the 574s with their kind of remade the 576 the v1s like they're all kind of similar design language yeah. and i like that 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 is kind of sticking out and people are liking that again because i really like that kind of shape um, and shoe and kind of the paneling and everything. You, you just it. don't like this one. Um, for me, it's just, for me. It's just the shape of this. <laughs> I, it's not. It just looks very long. It's the, the, oh, the V one and the Legacy models are good shapes. I, I think a five seven four standard five seven four has a weird shape to it as well. But you're only paying. Realistically, you end up only paying no more than eighty quid for a pair. So it's like yeah, it's that's not, fair enough. It's not something that you're kind of you're weighing up too much, but lovely colours. Um, that brown suede looks really, really nice, and I do like the contrasting colours on it. Um, I think really good colours. Yeah, like it. Well, uh, moving on to our double down pick for the week, Scotty boy, I've got a treat of a shoe here for you. Uh, it is the um, Cecily Banson. I've probably absolutely fucking butchered that, so I'm sorry. Uh, times uh, Asics GT2160. Um, this shoe is um, releasing... Fuck, this always happens with the end website where it gives you how many days away the release is happening rather than the actual date the of the release. The 19th. There we go, the 19th. Thank you very much for saving me, Scott. The 19th of July for a, a whopping £185. Now, if I'm comparing this shoe <laughs> to what we were just talking about, I know which one I'd rather take. Um, this shoe is a rather crazy-looking shoe. It's basically an all-silver shoe that looks like it's got some kind of squiggly bits over the top. Um, it's also got a strap uh, across the top of the shoe and it also looks like it's missing half a tongue with only half the laces up it. It's a very, very peculiar looking shoe. Um, I would definitely recommend, in fact, actually it has no tongue. It is basically a sandal with a strap and some laces. Uh, I'd very much recommend people to actually have a little bit of a Google of the shoe uh, to truly understand kind of um, uh, what the shoe is all about. Um, if we're looking at the kind of description on the end website, it does say ASICS and and um, is it Cecile? Yeah, it might be Cecile, actually. I think I've definitely messed that up. Cecile Banson's collaborative work continues as the Danish designer turns the GT2160 into a pair of innovative Mary Janes. The sporty sneaker takes a step into Banson's feminine universe, where it's reimagined, allowing the intricate uh, uh, couture, tooling and cutouts uh, to work in harmony with technical expertise and become a wearable piece of art for the everyday. I mean, it does look like a good summer shoe in the fact that it is kind of a little bit airy, maybe, and a little bit more sandaly, but it's also got a sporty element to it. But to me, this is a shoe that looks like a child shoe that's £185. Like, this to me looks like a shoe that a, a parent would buy their five-year-old from Clark's and you're charging £185 for it. Y yes, you're correct. Um, I think, I think if they... 
it's the strap. It's the strap that is throwing me, like because it is proper childish and yeah, it's got like um like, like different patterns on it. It's got like flowers and like kind of petals and and yeah. things like this on it. Like it does just look like a, a child shoe from Clark's. Yeah, it's it's what you would get from like say if you did it's a pair of school shoes yeah, yeah. and it's got like the little strap that you put over the shoes and the buckles and it's fine. But this is. I think if you took that away, I'm not saying it's worth 185 pounds, but I could see it's a, a passable shoe. Of, I think I could I could see a lot of female sneakerheads making this look really good in fits, 100. But with that strap, I think it makes it very difficult. It it just looks weird. It just doesn't look right. I think the rest of it, like I say, if you take that off, and it might be like a forum situation. Well, you get them and you get a pair of scissors and cut the strap. Yeah, but then you've got nothing. I mean, this shoe literally has no tongue and about two, like, lace holes. That that isn't, unless you get a snug fit, that's not (laughs) going to keep your foot in. Do you know what I mean? Like, your foot is slipping out of it. You need to go at least three sizes down to keep it on your foot. Yeah. But I I really like, I do like the innovation, though. Like, I like the idea that ASICS has let a collaborator kind of really do something that they enjoy and the fact that yeah. it's a female collaborator as well we need more females working in this space but yeah again like for me the design of this shoe in a in a in a week that i think is quite strong for releases despite not having any sort of big collaborations and things like this generally just a strong week this to me stands out as the weakest shoe just because like i said that it just looks like a bigger child shoe uh, yeah i think if they'd have made this almost like a slip-on with like a mule like maybe those two yeah with those like two laces you can keep the laces there because realistically they're not performing much of a function when they're that low down and so minimal but if you made it yeah kind of a slip-on shoe and got rid of the strap i think you'd be onto a winner with this one i think it would look considerably better and it would you'd be able to kind of pull it off um better but i do think that that strap is just yeah it's bad and as you said i, I didn't quite think about it but yeah if you do get rid of the strap you do lose it is a functional shoe as well. So you are in a bit of a catch-22 with that one. Yeah. Um, well, yeah. i tell you what, Scott, let's move on to a shoe that uh, doesn't have any funky straps and a shoe, a model that I've been wanting to put as the sleeper pick since seeing it, but it just every time they're releasing, it's not my week. And you, Scott, seem to be neglecting this silhouette. Uh, and that is the Nike Terminator Low, this time in the velvet brown colorway. Now, Scott, I said a little while ago that I really, really like the Nike Terminator. I'm not much of a high top uh, kind of wearer, but when I saw the Georgetown Terminator, yep, that is a piece of me. So much so that I even bought a pair. However, when I put it on my feet, we all know that I'm not that great at wearing high tops anyways, and it just didn't suit me. Plus, I bought a size 9, and I could have easily wore a size 8 because it was absolutely massive. Now, a Terminator Low completely takes away all of my problems, so I really, really, really like this silhouette. Now, looking at uh, this particular shoe, it is a beautiful combination of kind of like a slightly off-white cream and almost like a brown uh, kind of padded texture. The brown kind of goes across the um, mudguard of the shoe, the, the kind of the toe of the shoe, up by the laces, round by the heel. The swoosh is this kind of almost blacky brown colorway. And in true Terminator fashion, you have the big knife 
Nike printed across the heel of the shoe. Um, sail midsole, brown outsole, like I said, white upper. You've got a little bit of kind of like a tongue that is showing a little bit of the foam um, and then topped off with the kind of brown black laces. Uh, but yeah, it's kind of like a croc textured suede is what Nike is saying. But overall, I think this shoe looks absolutely fantastic it's releasing on the 22nd of july for 120 pounds but scott why do you hate the terminator low so much what do you mean <laughs> you haven't picked Some, it yet somebody didn't listen to the episode when they were away did they no not all of it no i fast forwarded through half of it and you didn't post up on instagram so don't you tell me this ah no, but um, the Terminator Low Phantom or Liberté was my sleeping oh, pick Oh, well that done. Week. Now I'm happy. See, Sorry, I'll take it all I, back. I'll take it all back. Yeah, see, I, I, I'm I, a fan of the Terminator. I, I like the Terminator. I think it, it's a good-looking shoe. I do like it. It's a bit of a... It's an interesting one because it is kind of... It feels like a bit of a halfway between almost like an Air Force and a Dunk. It's a I really bit, like it's it, a, that, like that, though. Yeah, no, that's the thing. I, I do, I do like it, I, and I think the colorways and the what they've done on them so far has been nice, and it's been good. And I agree, I, I like this as well. I do, I think the the croc suede is an interesting one because I think it weirdly, I don't think it particularly wears very well. I think it loses its definition quite quickly. So from that, but then point it just view, becomes a, a then it just becomes a brown and cream suede Terminator low, that's which I'm just as happy with. It, this thing, if if it was a different colorway on the Croc suede, I think it'd be a different story. I think there'd be more of an issue. But with this, it's dark. Yeah, it looks good. If you if you are buying it because you really like Croc print and stuff, I mean, it's like I say, it probably won't last too long. But in general, I think it's a really good looking shoe. Um, I think the the yeah, the the uh, if you put in brown and sail together, you're onto a bit of a winner. Yeah, and quite bit frankly, of a cheat code these days, isn't it? Lap it up anyway. Yeah, bit of a cheat code. Um, yeah, no, I, I like it. Um, it's good. Well, um, on trends, decent pick. Thank you very much, Scott. I take all my mean words back and uh, I will pass over to you because I do believe we have a rather tasty Steel of the Week this week. Oh, we do. We do have a good. I mean, this. We said this before, but these Steel of the Weeks are becoming a bit of a pain in the arse. There's too many good because, ones. Can I, can I, I was, sorry, can I just many. pause you for a second there, Scott? I'm going to give the opportunities. I want us to have a moment of silence for the listeners to guess to themselves. We're not going to hear this. What, which silhouette we are more than likely, based on our track record this year, what do you think is coming up? So just a, a brief moment of silence for them to think and guess. Okay, now you can go. So the sketches. Um, <laughs> after all that, I mean, oh, no, I mean, if, if you picked a 580, you congratulations. Um, yes, you win the prize of just knowing that you have listened to many episodes. Yeah. Congratulations, well done. Uh, but it is a 580, and this is one that I... It's probably not the cheapest 580 in the sales at the moment because there is quite a few, but I was just very surprised when I saw this in there already. So hitting up, go on Hannon, um, from a UK 7.5 through to a UK 10.5, we have the New Balance 580 Grey Day. Um, beautiful shoe. We've spoken about this previously when we kind of discussed the pack, but it's a 580, great silhouette, 
Matt can now vouch for its comfiness as well Comfy after as actually hell. wearing shoes this week. Yeah. Um, lovely kind of light grey suede upper with kind of contrasting hits of navy and kind of light blue. Um, just really good, really lovely shoe. £91 down from 130 Any of these 580s, if you're getting them below £100, you've got yourself a really good deal. They're great shoes. They're great quality. They're very comfortable. Um, yeah, really good. I think... If there was some more high level collabs on this shoe, because I don't think we've really seen many like proper top Palette, tier Palace and Stray it. Rats, and that's about it. Yeah, I, I, the Palace one's good, um, but I do think if you know if Joe Freshgoods or like a Benbury touch these, I think it would be going up in shoe of the year category for nearly everybody. Yeah, because I, th- I think people would re- all of a sudden realise just quite how good that model is. Yeah, um, and hopefully bring back that moment. But certainly, loads about. Um, loads that we've spoken about before beef and broccolis kind of black pears navy pears scrape they're all there but this for me 91 pounds on hannon from a size seven and a half up to a ten and a half good deal definitely worth a look i said it when this pack first came out scott i don't think i remember a pack that was 10 shoes deep and every single pair was an absolute winner uh apart from of course some people are going to say uh, the off-white 10, but just from a general kind of 10-shoe almost deep pack, every single pair was great, and this is is no different. Well, Scott, uh, that brings us on to our final segment of today, the segment that you look forward to every single week, uh, and that is the Doubled Up Podcast, Triple Up. So, Scotty boy, it's that time of the week. It's time for you to face the music. Uh, just to kind of tell the listeners why I'm so happy and you are so quiet right now. Uh, in this segment, every single week, I present Scott with three shoes and a question or challenge connected to those shoes. I then give Scott 30 seconds to think of an answer in which he must immediately respond. The scores on the doors are as follows. Scott has won 11 weeks. And he has unfortunately lost 14 weeks. The more this segment goes on, Scott, the more I'm absolutely baffled of how long we've been doing this segment for because it still feels like a new segment. (laughs) But we are 25 weeks in, about to be 26 weeks in once we do this particular round. But as per usual, Scott, are you ready? Yeah. You seem as happy as ever. Well, seeing as our shoes round story was all about uh, Cortez or Cortez, potato, potato, however you want to say it. Uh, And seeing as we both absolutely love what the brand has been doing with their uh, releases, uh, the three shoes for this week, Scott. (laughs) I'm sure you know where this is coming. The Cortez Air Max 95 in the pink beam colorway. The Cortez 95 in the, I'm going to say Storm Blue because I don't actually know how to say the proper name for it. So I'm going to say Storm Blue. You know what I mean, Scott. And the Cortez 95 in the gutter green colorway. Scott, your question is, put these Cortez Air Max 95s in order of last sold price according to StockX in a UK9. Your 30 seconds starts now. Oh, wow. I think the green pair will be top because I think that's the pair that everyone is stand out. That's the pair that has been seen. Uh, the other two, I think, personally, I think the pink is the best pair. 
I think the pink is the best pair out of the three. I, I'm very much big fan of that. See, I think the blue's the, the best the pair out people. of all of them. Oh, that, that's right. mm. well, you've got three seconds. Two, one. Okay. Okay. Seeing as I've been wrong on this for a very long time and I was going to go green, pink, blue and you said the blue's better, I'm going to go green, blue, pink and see what happens. I feel like I kind of gave this away a little bit, didn't I, by giving my personal opinion because, yeah, that is actually correct uh, and it is 12-14. I'm I'm very surprised at that, though. There really ain't much in it, to be perfectly honest, and I feel like if you checked this tomorrow, it would flip because if I look at the prices, you're absolutely right, Scott, at the top, at £346 is the gutter green. Uh, Middle is the, what I'm now calling storm blue, at £329. And then bottom, pink beam at 322 pounds so there is seven pounds between the pink and the blue so as i said you could probably check this tomorrow and someone's put a bid in for the pink at 330 and now all of a sudden that's switched overall as much as a lot of people would think the green is head and shoulders the one that everyone's going to want because of the fact that it was the first and because it is so different because realistically the pink and the blue are very very similar just slight changes the green is the one that's obviously very very standout the fact that all of them are hovering 20 quid really between each other just shows how strong this pack is you've got three solid shoes all reselling at the same price and as much as you shouldn't always use resale as a gauge it's something that we do naturally uh so yeah i think again it, it, it's, this is a Cortez appreciation episode. Ninety-five, yeah. I mean, ninety-five being at that resale price alone is a massive thing because um, that doesn't happen very often at all. So, hey, Scott. Yeah, um, bigger. I mean, it's been a, it's on. been a movie. The, these releases, they've been a movie. But it, is it more Barbie or is it more Oppenheimer? Very different. Well, that, that's the question for for everything in life. But uh, over or Wonka with Hugh Grant as Numpa Lumpa. I haven't seen this yet, but like I haven't seen the trailer. Have you have you have you not seen John Cena as the Ken Maid? No, I haven't seen. No, no, no. Well, that that's an image I'm sending you later. (laughs) Why is my brain hurting now thinking about all of these things that you're trying to tell me right at the end of this episode? Um, Right, congratulations, Scott. You're 12 and 14. You have an opportunity next week to bring it back even closer. Uh, Well done. I'll try and be nice to you next week. And with that, say thank you for listening to the Doubled Up podcast. Remember, if you like this episode, leave us a five star rating and review, and share the podcast with your friends and family. Make sure you follow at Doubled Up Double Up Podcast on Instagram and threads and use hashtag doubled up pod to be featured on the instagram page you can find me matt at matt underscore sibley underscore on instagram scott tell the listeners where they can find you you can find me at underscore sneaker teacher speak to you next time guys goodbye oh and as always it's been a movie it's been a movie